Hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello there, everybody. I am Lynn. I am your host for Every Person Everywhere. And this is stuff that you can relate to, hopefully. So, I guess a good topic as ever today would be talking about uh, coping with setbacks, but I also recognize that I have already talked about that. So I am instead just going to kind of chat about my emotions and reactions surrounding um, my current work situation. So if anything, I should be talking more about letting your guard down and relaxing a bit and not being on edge around certain scenarios. Day number one of work, I met the clinic team, and the clinic are a bunch of nurses and um, a doctor and several specialists that occasionally rotate coming in to basically be an outpatient medical office for all of the patients at my job which is really cool because then after they're done in the clinic, they can go back to the activity room. When they're not engaged in activities, they can be transported to and from appointments with the transport team at our center, or they can come back and receive skilled nursing care at the clinic, or they can come back and they can receive skilled therapy services with me and my team. Uh, My therapists that I work alongside are very cool, and one of them even said that they loved listening to my stories and could listen to me talk forever, which was very humbling and heartfelt. And, you know, like I've said before on record, like, every now and then I get glum and down on myself, so it's always nice to have that little pickup and that little boost. Um, And then we have a dietitian and social work team that can provide those needs as well, And they are all around my age, and they are all hilarious individuals, and they are very fun to just spend time talking to. But now I present a different kind of circumstance. You see, I am driving into the forest-covered Allegheny Mountain Range because I am driving to Altoona, which is two and a half three-ish hours drive away from my house, from where I work facility-wise, just a little bit under uh, three hours between the facilities. So, of course, my first real question I had for them was, what does the reimbursement look like? Like, am I getting paid to do this? Is it out of pocket? What's going on here? And they said, oh, senior life is run by CMS, which is part of the government. Therefore, we have government funding available. Therefore, your entire trip for training is out of pocket. So, although um, nobody else I've talked to at my facility really seemed 
to be excited about their trip and they were curious as to why I was, I am on an all-expenses-paid business trip to Johnstown and Ebensburg at Altoona, Pennsylvania. My hotel has been booked for me. I am on my way now to check in. As soon as I check in, I'm going to check out one of the local restaurants. Only bad thing I've noticed so far about this area is it seems as though everything kind of closes early. Everything likes to kind of close around uh, 7, 7.30. There are a few things that are open later, but um, I typically eat a bit later. So even if I'm just doing takeout for every single meal, that's not a problem. My food is reimbursed in full for what I eat out here. And my uh, gas mileage is getting reimbursed tenfold. 63 cents a gallon. Or, yeah, 63 cents a mile. So, 63 cents a mile, and I get 35 and a half miles to the gallon. That means each gallon of gas I put in this car on this trip, I'm getting paid around 20 bucks. So I'm making a profit driving out here, which does not feel right, but <laughs> I am not arguing. Um, so yeah, even though it's slightly lackluster, I guess you could say, the location and the timing and the placing, I'm just very excited because I'm on my first business trip of my entire life. Now, it would be cool if I was doing this, you know, alongside others, but it's not all that bad because I am going to be learning hands-on with quote-unquote easy residents. And I guess that's why they're sending me out here is because I will be working directly under an occupational therapist out here. And that occupational therapist will be having me learn how to document and do everything in the medical record and so on and so forth. Now, the only thing that is not reimbursed is booze, but I don't drink. So that's not so much a problem. Um, what I plan on doing is exploring the one or two trails, like nature trails that they have in my downtime when I'm not at work. And there's also a martial arts studio right next to my hotel that does Budoshin Jiu-Jitsu, um, Kodokan Judo, and Aikikai, which are my styles of martial arts that I do. So, for what it's worth, I don't know, I'm excited. So, people have very oftentimes referred to me as being like an Alaskan Husky in human form, and when I look into, like, what kind of energy these dogs have, they're sort of like golden retrievers, but with a twist, so they don't like sitting and being bored and will complain about it, which is me. They live for exciting adventures and view every excursion as one, which is me, and when they have literally nothing else to do, they just kind of switch off and shut down, which is me. So, needless to say, I am 
very much looking forward to my time here in the mountains. Um, everyone has told me that Johnstown is going to feel very claustrophobic because you're sort of in the valley of several mountains. I don't know. I'm, I'm welcoming that feeling because, you know, I went to Norway where you're surrounded by mountains all the time and you're in the valley of mountains all the time. So, if anything, I'm anticipating it to be kind of a nice feeling. I know I'm an oddball out, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But I'm just, you know, excited because all around me as I drive towards Mount Union, where I've driven once before, actually, for um, a sort of therapeutic getaway, say you will, uh, to be all my own in the mountains for a weekend, which I'm not driving past that, halfway towards Pittsburgh, actually. It's mountains everywhere, trees, fields, mostly trees, mostly mountains, but I love that. Like, this is so cool, guys. <laughs> so, I guess I mentioned the part of, like, learning to let my guard down, because I am so used to having at least one person at work that you don't get along with. You know, people might call them the snitch or the hag, whatever you want to call that person. There's usually one at every job. And I'm social engineered in such a way that I can pick those people out very quickly, who I am and am not going to get along with. Typically, just because of the fact that I have a very strong personality. I haven't found that person yet. Even the person who I think it might be just because, like, she's the kind of job where you have to annoy people to get paperwork done. She's, like, apologetic about the fact. She's like, I will be the most annoying person to work with here. I am sorry. That is my job. And I said, hey, if it weren't for you doing your job, we wouldn't have ours. And we started laughing about it, and then we started uh, cross-referencing our notes on, like, cost of mental health treatment. And she was like, oh, my God. And then we had a heart-to-heart -heart moment. So, I don't know. Everything is a very different pace here. Like, our physical therapist had five patients the whole day. One of them was a no-show. Three of them were in the clinic and all got to work out at relatively the same time. When I looked at the schedule, it was a schedule and a rota that basically denoted as such. These are people you could see if they're here. That's sort of up to our rationale to decide whether or not they really need us. Unless there's a service request. Like, yeah, this will be a very different pace for you. It'll be very relaxing. And I'm not really used to that. I'm not used to being able to drop my shoulders at work. Why is that? Well, when people have loud emotions around us, they might come off as standoffish, intimidating, whatever, which heightens our adrenal cortical system, might even put us into fight or flight mode. And living on the edge, as they might say, which is always right next to fight or flight mode, wreaks havoc on your body, which is why when you have a toxic job or a toxic boss or toxic work environment or whatever it might be, 
even if it's only mildly toxic, if it's consistent, then you are consistently living in a space that isn't comfortable. Now, I understand work is not meant to be a bed of roses or even comfortable for that matter of fact, but the case in point is, you know, you shouldn't always be living on the edge. You shouldn't always be living with this constant fear of, is this the day I get fired? Is this the day they say they don't need me? Is this the day that I can't pay my bills? Is this the day I get laid off? Is this the day where somebody finds some reason to dislike my work, maybe even try to get me fired just because of my performance, my standards, my expectations, or quite frankly, as has happened to me, my personality? And it's incredible what that state of heightened awareness and acute or subacute anxiety, I should say, does to somebody. Because you see, I have been that way job after job. At job number one, it was, will I get enough hours? At job number two, it was, will I get enough hours? And when I get those hours, will they cut me? Like, will they get rid of me? Well, they not need me that day and say to stay home. Job number three was the paperwork and the pace is so intense. When will they find something minuscule that I did wrong in their eyes and blow it out of proportion? The next job was, will I get enough hours? And when I do, how long will I have the people that are taking those hours? The job after that. How long will it take before I can't tolerate this drive anymore and the weight of the world pushes me under because I'm not getting paid what I'm worth? And the job after that. Similar to the job where I said, when will they find something wrong? My last job, I was constantly burnt at both ends. And I remember I would go to bed exhausted every single night, where most nights I would go to bed tired, but not destroyed. And I would wake up still very tired, which is no way to live. Even after adjusting my sleep schedule so I could be more of a morning bird, I was still so whitewashed every day at work. There were days where my stomach would do flips and my hair would stand on ends and I wouldn't get to eat breakfast until one o'clock. I was always on the edge. So obviously this is a very big change of pace at this place of employment. Everything that seems overwhelming for the other people that work there and say don't get overwhelmed with details, these are like the most minor aspects of every job I've ever had. So if this is the most complicated it gets, cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. I dig that. I like that. I want that, and I need some more of that. And I'm getting salary, and I get three weeks vacation every year, which is unheard of in America. It's just completely unheard of. And I guess that's what happens when, legally speaking, you now work for a government subsidiary. But, regardless... <clears throat> I can breathe again. Like, they trust me so much already. 
person they don't really know from Adam yet. That they're basically giving me the keys of the car and saying, don't wreck. We trust you. They're banking on the fact that I'm going to be able to pick the team up from the ashes, but in a gentle way, as soon as I'm back from training. It's comforting, honestly. So the fact that I get to go on a business trip on behalf of this company to learn their program and learn how they function, honestly, it's one of the best feelings ever. Not to mention the fact that they do a quarterly raise. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. As long as you're not a complete washout, you get more money every four months. So the only part of me that is still angsty, I guess one could say, is, well, quite frankly, the fact that I'm back in Pennsylvania. But... I guess I am finally entering a season of my life in which I'm just kind of slowing down. I'm not running up that hill and crawling across the treadmill just to reach some dangling carrot. I think I've started already through this job to learn that life isn't a waiting game of what's next. But it's a process to be enjoyed. And I genuinely look forward to seeing people I love on the weekend. Improving myself psychologically and physically with martial arts twice a week. And of course, nerding out with a group of friends, pretending I'm a little wizard with wings <laughs> once a week. And sometimes pretending I'm a little goat man who cast nature spells and turns into a werewolf every other month, or every month or so. So, I don't think I would have come to those realizations I did just now if I was still at the state of heightened arousal that I was the entire time that I was working at my previous location. Working for those managers always felt like walking on eggshells. And even when delivering not favorable news of, like, this is the dress code, this is the policy, this is what we expect of you, he still had this look in his eyes of, sorry, I'm awkward, I feel bad doing this kind of thing. There's just bliss and humility there. And got a lot of respect for him. The fact that it's my second day, he straight up comes to me and says, hey... Although I gave you my cell phone number, please only use that for non-work things. I set a very hard boundary between my work and life balance, and I just looked at him, and I was like, I want to give you a high five so bad right now, because those are the boundaries I set at my previous job, and they all basically said the same thing. No, that's not how that works here. They expected me to take my laptop home and work on the weekends. They expected me to do overtime at work. They expected me to come in and make money for the company when they weren't making money for me. So 
yeah, no, good riddance. Considering that everything is a lump sum bucket from Medicaid and Medicare, and we get paid by them, this is probably the first time I'm going to actually say the words, thank you, Medicare. And why else? Because it actually pays for the, the patient service. Like, everything that they need is covered. Like, the only thing that limits them is how much money is in their bucket. So if they need a specialist specialist, they might have to access other insurance. But as far as, like, their doctor's visits, free. Therapy, free. Activities, free. Specialists on site, free. Lab work, free. Clinical team, free. I have never once in this country experienced that. So if this is a precursor to what my life could really look like when I eventually leave for the lands down under, I'll take it. You know, I might not be the happiest with my environment being my hometown, but I don't know. Even the moments in which I felt down, glum, or sad, they were just so much easier to handle than any of those moments I've had before at any job. Oh, and did I mention that the executive director for this company, well, our parent-slash-sister company, who was supposed to be my boss until I got offered the promotion, he has more tattoos and piercings than I do, which is saying something. And he's in his 40s. And he plays guitar. And our new social worker plays bass. And I play drums. So we might just have to start up a nice, cute little band here soon. Like, oh my god, that's incredible. So, I'm not sure what lies on the road up ahead. But as I drive this empty broken road through the mountain passes, limited reception, limited gas in the tank, amongst all other things, it don't feel quite so bad. It don't feel quite so bad at all, actually. So, therein lies all that I need to say today. I hope that I am able to learn a lot at this job and learn a lot at this dojo, practicing and doing that which I can in the <clears throat> limited amount of time that I have. So as I now drive through Sidling Hill, which is one of the most beautiful spots in Pennsylvania to drive through, I now add my beautiful silence.